Yo, what's good, everybody? This is Hafiz. Hey, this is Sam. This is your boy, Chris, the star of the show. Here we go. And we are the roommates, and this is the Conduit Podcast Network. What's good, people? What's good? Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. We actually got a, a full studio today. We got um, our boys Easy E from Denton. We got our boy Chris, <laughs> Maharaj, Big E, in Zimbabwe mm. and India. You represent yeah. you, you go you from Zimbabwe? <laughs> now just play Trinidad, Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago, Trinidad. No, you not Trinidad, bro. Trinidad James. Maybe that's what you're looking like right up? now. Maharaj. You ain't got no gold on though. He's black though. Hey, my, he's very we, hold black. Hold on one second. <laughs> then we got my little brother. Shout out to Deji, little brother, little fees out there. Deji, hey, <laughs> hey. hey Talk about, talk about. Straight Deji out of did not move. Deji did not give a crap about that shout out. Oh yeah, he don't. Care. He don't care. He don't give. He a don't crap. care about anybody. And then we'll say the we'll say the best one for last. Yeah, our we'll special say, we guest. got special guests coming in. Our special guests. But real quick, man. You know what? I was thinking about something, man. I think we might as well bring out E and Chris on the first segment, man. Oh, man, get come in on, here, Come yo. on, E and Chris. Get come on, here, come, bro. come on, man. I don't come like on. that. Come I don't like that. that. I don't like that. Hey, come grab that stool. Bring that stool. Bring that, bring that stool, You Chris. can't use my mic. Come don't on. touch me. Don't touch me. Y'all got to share the mic, though. You got to share the mics. We can't really share on this. You going to, hey, man, you have to make it work, bro. We ain't got enough time. Don't come over here. Move it. Man, what? Whatever. You have to pay me, cuz. Don't touch me. I told you, okay. don't touch me. Okay, they're coming. They're coming. Right, they're coming. Yeah, yeah, and you're not a you not justice, right? That's I'm about to have a party, a party segment. I'm so. about to Mike Hogg like a mug. Hey, you guys know what you're doing? Come on, rookie. That thing's a little tight, huh? Oh, a little tight. I okay. Put, I put a little elbow grease into it. Well, okay. shoot, man. Dang, don't okay. move me out the Guys, way. Like, man, come on now. It man, feels good to have company, this. man. Our yeah. boys came down all the way from the D. What's up? What's up? Am I close enough? Yeah, yeah make sure you're kissing that mug. They can hear you. Are we good? Krishna, say what's okay. up to the people. What's up, people? My name's Chris. Krishna is my full name. People call me Chris. I'm the original Chris. Uh, that's that's at the start of the show. I'm, old. The I'm, I'm older. That's at the st- I'm older. Okay, but I made you I'm older. who you are. are you I will get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. I'm your daddy. <laughs> Big E. Say what's up that's to the people. That's why you sharing the hey, mic. What's up, man? This is Emmanuel. All right, I go by E. You gotta come harder than that. We're gonna try this again. You gotta come harder than that. Here we go. I don't really come hard, but I mean, in person, I do, I guess. But yeah, Ew. what's up? This is E. E's. <laughs> <laughs> Texas. I'm about to take your microphone. You got one he's, more time to pull this microphone. It's my microphone. It's my show. He's, he's about 6'1, hey, 220 pounds, keep by the moving, way. Please. Keep it moving, please. Hey man, so these guys, man, these guys right here. Whenever we shout out day one fans at the beginning of episodes, these guys right here, Chris and Emmanuel, they're not only day one fans, they're day one fams. <laughs> man, <laughs> man. Not, don't give him any claps on that. Please do not. Irby, nah. Please play cricket later. Yeah. Please as a cricket. Hey, that but real, but real talk. I've known, I've known E since what 2012. Yeah, 2012. Since way back. Way, man. way, way Shout out back. Kids across America. Shout out to KAA. You know? They, yeah, they don't remember you guys. Hey, they probably <laughs> don't. But yeah, man. So we want I want to bring them on to the show, man. Really appreciate them coming out, man. They're great people. They're really wise men. Um, do you guys want to share anything about yourselves to the fans before we get started in the Don't first segment? Don't Chris. I'm not sharing nothing about you. I'm not going to boost you. You not have to. You. I will it's boost your you. obligation. I will boost you. Not today, though. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, actually, what's today? So this is Chris. Today, this is Chris right here. This is Chris. Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, the real something. Chris. The real Chris. Okay. I'm your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, originally from New York, moved down to uh, Dallas, Texas when I was young. Wait, 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 wait. From from, from what, what part of Dallas? The Woodlands? Hey, fake Chris. Bro, Can you let the, the real Woodlands Chris talk? in Houston. The you don't even know where you, bro. You from? Are you talking about Wiley, Chris? <laughs> Wiley, bro. Okay, let okay, the so real Chris moved, talk. We moved. We moved to a country town called Wiley. It's Texas, so safe. It's right? so nice. Christopher, come on. It's, okay, a, I'm done, I'm done, it's I'm done. a nice place. Okay, we moved from New York. No shame in that. There, right? Uh, something cool. Uh, yeah, I'm about to get married. Actually, Ooh, man, married. Yeah, yeah. in a month and. Four Latina. days, a month and four days, and actually about that, the Chris number two, okay, is actually going to be my best man. So uh, actually, I am his his I'm his father. So, hey man, okay. I, I regret it, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> All right, you go ahead, real quick, man. You got 25 seconds. Yeah, I don't got a whole lot to share right now, but just know we got some things coming, man. Especially Fees and I, we got some ideas that are gonna blow you guys' minds. So that's all I got to really say for now. 
Okay. Mystery. He just plugged himself. <laughs> Short and sweet to the point. Yeah, we got some. We got some heat cooking in the oven. So appreciate my my. So you my have two- heat cooking. In yeah, the oven. In the yeah, oven. Heat cooking in the okay. Never cooked okay. no heat before. Okay, yeah. I'm so not even cooked that cooked like. Uh, does it taste good? Uh, does the the depends. What you like? <laughs> what you like to eat? Does the heat taste good? All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump into our very first segment called Culture <laughs> Matters. And for Culture Matters, we talking Snoop D-O-double-O-G. You <laughs> <laughs> see what we got to do with let's just, let's, let's just continue, man. And what Donald Trump. Snoop? So, Snoop Dogg. So, Snoop Dogg had been tied to some controversy this week for releasing a new video for a song called Lavender. So, the attention is due to a scene in the video where Snoop is seen aiming and firing a confetti gun at a clown resembling Donald Trump. Many, many people were outraged, and the president even responded, saying, Can you imagine what the outcry would be if Snoop Dogg failing career career and all had aimed and failed shot that's a quick little jab at him by the way back to the quote had aimed and fired a gun at president obama jail time but many have come to defense of the rapper as well snoop dogg has said anytime i drop something i'm trying to fill in a void i feel it a lot of people making cool records having fun partying but nobody's dealing with the real issue with this clown as president so right now we're gonna be go ahead we're gonna be talking about what do you guys think about this issue what do you guys think about this whole snoop dogg shooting his confetti gun at trump i'll let our guests go in first chris what do you say real chris uh yeah this is the real chris come on Um, so what i think about this man one I guess I'm going to lean a little bit more on Donald Trump. Okay. About Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, people are going to say things about you and do things publicly. Uh, I mean, you're you're the most, arguably the most influential person on earth. You're the president of the United States, the Mm -hmm. most powerful chair probably ever. And so people are going to say things about you. A lot of those things aren't going to be positive, especially when a lot of things that don't come out of your mouth are positive. So for a rap like it's a rapper snoop dogg's a rapper not much more than that he's just a rapper and he made a video and you know shot shot a fake gun at at somebody that was supposed to be donald trump but for you to i feel like it's you're really stepping off of what is the most powerful chair in the world to come all the way down you know to a rapper's level right and and almost worse than it like you're tweeting about him this is like like bro what you're, you're gonna tweet about him mm. like that you're the president and you feel the president the president of the united states and you feel as if you have to tweet about this like you got to come at him on twitter <laughs> trump's got twitter fingers twitter fingers. that's my issue <laughs> i just i don't get why the president of my country has twitter fingers bro that's just hilarious mm. it's funnier it's funnier than anything with that i would say as far as this is emmanuel by the way why the president of the country's got twitter fingers um <laughs> <laughs> I would say because Donald Trump's the president of your country. Um, and that's not really to start a fight or nothing. I, I'm in total, absolute total agreement with, with what Chris is saying. I think he's just kind of speaking to a lack of class, really. Because I, I imagine Barack Obama never would have gotten involved in anything like that. But what I can say that I appreciate about it, at least, is that um, we just seen with this, with this race and everything that actual politicians couldn't take on Trump in a relevant way and um, call him out in a relevant way to where progress is going to be made in certain issues. So now to see celebrities do it, this kind of makes me think of um, the Oscars or whatever, when, uh, you know, different people accepting awards and kind of saying things that were blatantly about immigration or blatantly about Trump or whatever. But, you know, it really got turned up when when Jimmy Kimmel live tweeted him. He kind of tried to bait Trump with a with a live tweet or whatever. And Trump was smart enough not to fall for it to to kind of to get back into it because that would have really blew up. I mean, the tweet that Jimmy Kimmel sent out got retweeted like 60,000 times within the first 30 seconds or whatever, um, which is crazy. You just never hear about that. But all I'm saying is what I can appreciate about about um, Snoop Dogg kind of voicing it out in this way and about Snoop Dogg being a being a celebrity and a person of influence doing this is it seems like because Trump was a reality, t- well, obviously a business mogul, but because he was a reality TV star first, more and more people in that superstardom um, arena, whether it's musicians, actors, whatever, whatever, are the people who are really going to be able to uh, to really get a response out of this guy. And that might give an opportunity to actually just bring some things to the light. So 
Uh, so that's kind of how I'm looking at the situation. But Sam Bilo, I'm curious to see what y'all think about that. Oh, uh, shoot, man. What do I think about it? First off, uh, man, y'all are completely right, man. You don't need to step off your pedestal um, as the president of the, of the United States and the most powerful man in the whole nation, possibly the whole world, mm -hmm. to respond to Snoop Doggy Dog. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, bro. It's you, comical. Like, yeah, it is comical. And I mean, you said his failing career. That was that shot was a little disrespectful. Snoop is a legend. Snoop is a legend. He still yeah, gets no. respect. The he's the dog father. Y'all heard that before? The dog father, wow. king of West <laughs> West Coast rap. All that man. Like, come on. You got a few billions, but he's got a few hundred. He's got about a hundred million, man. Like, man. you. Gotta, you he Carfax does. That. He does. I swear. Someone, someone Carfax it so I could be right. You said Snoop has a hundred million. Oh, look, I think I checked that. earlier. Back Carfax to the point. It. Hey, quick hey. shout out, my man Khalil, roommate number five is in the house. Real quick, shout out to Khalil. <laughs> What, what was it? <laughs> Guess what? I was right. 143, 143 million. Oh, that said he had a, a couple hundred million. You no, couple. I said 100 after. He did. He did. Yeah. As of okay. 2015. Anyway, okay. yeah, uh, yeah. That's Shout debatable. Out to Khalil. <laughs> so, that's debatable. So Donald Trump shouldn't have been as disrespectful to Snoop Dogg like that. And anyways, man, it's a free country, bro. It's got freedom of expression. It was a satire. Um, he did shoot conf a confetti gun at him. It said bang. No bullet came out. And I swear the scene was only for about four seconds and the video was about four minutes long. And people are focusing on that moment, man. Like, it it really wasn't a big deal. But I will say this. If that was Obama, I would have been pissed off. You and can't do that to my point. man. Let's, but, let's, let's, no, 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 I'm not done? done. No, I'm not done. <laughs> if that was Obama, like two minutes. If, no, I haven't. If that was Obama, I would have been pissed off. But that's also because of how those two presidents carried themselves. President Trump has no problem being disliked. And he says what he feels anytime he wants to, and sometimes that makes him enemies. But Obama, most of the time, he was a people pleaser. He's a nice guy. He's very relatable. So more people like him, so more people are going to run to his aid. So there's that. I would have been pissed for Obama, not so pissed for Trump. He did it to himself. All right, Chris, go ahead. You what said were you Trump saying? did it to himself? All right, let's be honest with y'all. Are we really surprised that Trump tweeted out? No, because he's been doing it. That, that's when Trump been doing it from the start. He's been tweeting wherever he feels. He's been calling out celebrities, yada, 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 yada. But who started it off? I have to be honest. Snoop, was he, he wrong for what he did. You, you can't aim a gun knowing that's our president of the United States. That's the person that's representing us. That's the person that basically we put our lives at stake. Yeah, he has some questionable decisions and all that stuff. But to blatantly, blatantly disrespect our leader our like leader. that to assassinate him, and then we all get mad when he come back. Are we? Are you kidding me right now? He got fired up and he fired back, and we mad. Okay, I, I can't. Okay, I, I like, can't really disrespect Trump that like way. That. When you put it that way, I like it. That's what are we I'm talking. Saying, are Trump. we talking about Trump and Snoop or Remy Ma and Nikki? Bro? No, no, because <laughs> it sounds like the no, same conversation. No, I, it sounds I, it, like you. It, it's kind of similar, but my whole thing is, <laughs> my whole thing is, Trump has been doing this. Yeah, it ain't nothing new. This I, way he is. This, like and this he, is who he is. I He's like been that doing he shot this. back though. Yeah, that's, that, that's he cool. shot that's, back. That, that. Here, here's here's what I'm saying. Here's a problem that I that I'm seeing. Like everybody silence when I got on the microphone. That's how it's supposed to be. Everybody cut you off. <laughs> but now, nah, um, and all jokes aside, I think it's the principle of the matter. It's this idea where if somebody would do, I think Trump made a great point. If imagine if freaking Robin Thicke, no, let's go somebody white people like, um, like Maroon Five. Like imagine like Maroon Five, a, a band? like Maroon <laughs> Five, or some type of artist was to fire a gun or anything at somebody who resembled Obama. Think how pissed black America would be. You can you cannot deny. Yeah, There's no I denial. Would be pissed. There's no denial. I'm so under that Trump. principle, we need to say that as the president of the United States, it's kind of like the whole military thing. Respect the uniform, not the person. Respect the title, maybe not the individual. Him being the president, whether you agree with his policies, whether you agree with his character, he is still the president. So if we're saying that there's certain things we can't do to the president, say we wouldn't want that done to Obama, we wouldn't want that done to Clinton, then we also have to have that same exact 
um, rules and that same exact moral standing for Trump, even though we don't agree with him. That's exactly. my whole thing. And like, like what Bow Wow said about, about oh pimping God. his girl, pimping his yeah, wife. Imagine that, that about Michelle Obama. That was out of line. That was out of line. That's true, man. He, he shouldn't have said that. He shouldn't have said that. But I mean, I think we can't just... Just because he's a president, we can't say this can't happen. You have a right to criticize your no, public no, figures. No, no, no. But it was it was a confetti gun. He was trying to prove a point. The whole video and the, it was to kill the, and the clown. It, it was no, it wasn't to kill the clown. He was he was talking about police violence and shooting black men, and then he points the gun on the president. You know what well, I'm saying? That's like, what I'm saying. You, it, he was, you, you he was, made a point. He, he was, pointed a gun at the president. But it that's wasn't talking okay. about, oh, I'm going to kill the president. That, the point was talking gun, about the period. police violence in general. And I think by him pointing the gun at the president, that's reflecting in but on what him. What does that like, communicate? Oh, bro, like, what, what, is, what are you going to do about Sam, it? The gun's on you now. Sam, like, what, do you, what does that communicate? You pointing it doesn't a, say, I'm going to kill you but now. What is, but think about it. And it doesn't nullify what you're talking about earlier. You're pointing a gun at the president? That's never been... You know, come on. Rationally speaking... That is not okay to point the gun at the president of the United States. Do you know what the Secret Service would do to you if you pointed a gun at the president well, in real life? Well, this was a video. Once again, um, it means nothing, and it did prove, and it did serve a different point. If you listen to lyrics or anything like that, man. But shoot, that's what he's gonna have to live with, man. How many times did Obama get his life threatened? Y'all remember when there was that man sat sat on whatever it was, Columbia was it Avenue, okay? and shot into the was White it okay? House? Was it okay though? No, it wasn't that's what okay. I'm but I'm saying this is this is you little. You this can't you little. can't just say oh well it happened to him too. This is little. That's why, uh, my whole Deal thing with is it, you can't be mad at Trump for firing back because he been doing it. Since he started running for office, that's what he's been doing. That's my whole point. I can't get mad at him. He, you fire me up, I'm gonna fire you up too. Hey, I'm not mad and at Snoop Dogg was out of line. I disagree. Okay. I mean, like when, with Sam, but you, but you, you're allowed to Sam, do that. you just lied. You just that. said, you just said, if that was Obama, you would have been pissed. But what? But why did I say the reason for Obama? Because. I said Donald Trump has no problem being disliked. No, and Obama's no. a people pleaser. Listen, but you said if it was Obama, you would have been pissed. Correct. Yes, but I said the reason why. Because said, Obama. So if you like to, if you're a guy who enjoys being liked, it's not okay for people to want to kill you. But if you're a guy who no, enjoys being disliked, if you, people like you, they're gonna run to your defense. Donald Trump has people who hate him and people who like him, and I feel like I don't know the. There's probably more people who like him than hate him, bro. But the people who hate him are very vocal, and that's what we're seeing, bro. So I'm saying, if people like you, people run to your defense. If they don't like you, then they don't run to your defense. But we're that's not talking about running to. We're not talking about running to a defense. We're talking about somebody pointing a gun at the president, whether it's and then we're talking art. about the reactions after that. No, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about. Do you agree with what Snoop Dogg did? Pointing, even though it was a clown, though it was a song, do you agree that Snoop Dogg, what Snoop Dogg did was right, or do you agree that it was wrong? I think he's free to do it. And I feel like as sometimes artists get too much leeway to do stuff like that. Chris, were you going to say something real, Chris? Uh, I think... Uh, no, I said real Chris, <laughs> real Chris, real Chris think, bro. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think with Sam put it, like him making a, you know... A stand against, you know, police brutality and stuff like that. I, I, I can see it. It's just not the best way possible. My, like I said, mm -hmm. I, I get it why he did it, but I can't be mad at Trump for clapping back. I can't. And then T.I. using all this alliteration. <laughs> he he broke out his thesaurus. Somebody got him mad, wow, bro. Wow, man. It was just, it just bro, got. That's not Bow Wow. That's Shad. That's, shad, oh, shad, that's not Bow Wow. Bow Wow is a legend. Bow Wow, you know. Bow Wow is a legend. Yeah, yeah, that is not Bow Wow. That's a little Bow Yeah, yeah. That was Shad Moss. Yeah, Shad Moss. He shouldn't have did that. He shouldn't have did that. Hey, and I definitely don't condone it, but I would say too, Fees, like, let's just not forget that probably a whole lot worse things have been imagined or said about Trump behind closed doors, and also a whole lot of things have been said or imagined or pointed at Obama behind closed doors. Like, it kind of happens to everybody is kind of what I'm saying, mm -hmm. but if you're going to say it's out of line, I would say I'm, I'm just not surprised that it's happening to, in a verbal and free speech way. It's happening to possibly the most out of line president we've ever seen in yeah. the United States office. Yeah, agree. I definitely possibly. agree with that. Yeah, and I would, and I would. My only thing is is about setting a president, right? And my thing is with the next. Let's say we have another president, and he's a black male, or let's say we have a black female president. Kanye West. Okay, definitely Boy. not. So not let's say easy. we have another president, and then <laughs> with this next with this next black president, if a white artist 
would point a no matter what kind of gun it is at this next president we would all be mad because that is wrong that is all i'm saying i understand that trump says a lot of things that people disagree with but my thing is let's respect the title let's respect the position and as a byproduct even though the person doesn't deserve the respect in your opinion we still we still should respect the president i really want to respect his title bro but i don't even think he respects his own title that's what that, that's debate. So it's like I'm not surprised that he clapped back, but I'm still surprised he's the president, bro, right now. I mean <laughs> right. I'm still there. So, I'm still back. So let's go back ahead. Let's year. go ahead and wrap it up. That was a really good conversation. Um Chris and Easy E, man, we appreciate having you guys on this first segment. We hope that you come back so we can do a full episode. Yeah, we'll yeah, go ahead and yeah. take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. We are the roommates, and this is the Conowood Podcast Network. Okay, we are back. We are back. But before we begin, um, there's been a very, very awesome, dope roommate that the people have been asking for for quite a while. My man Khalil, he dropped Khalil. into the studio, brought Khalil. us some canes. He wanted to go ahead and give my man Khalil a shout-out. He'll be with us for him. these next two segments. Khalil, say what's up to the people. May God what's bless you. It's Khalil back in the building again. Nice, uh, y'all. Nice to be back. That's Jesus. Jersey in the building. <laughs> Jesus nephew. Yeah, we appreciate my man Khalil. So Khalil will be joining us for the next two segments. Khalil, really important roommate. We're glad to have him. You guys will be seeing him a lot more. God um, bless him. We've been having jam-packed with different guests these past couple of weeks. He so we haven't canes. had as much time with Khalil, but you guys will definitely be seeing him um, a lot more coming up. He brought us Kane. Shout out to Khalil. Mm. But... Let's go ahead and jump into the main topic. And for this week's main topic, we have a special guest. We are joined by my man, Chase Bradstreet. Is that how you pronounce it, Chase? Yes, sir, that is. All right, make sure you got, you got to talk right into the mic. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's there how you it is. It. There it is, my man Chase. So, quick for all the fans, real quick. If you guys were watching last week's episode, we brought in special guest Ashton Woods from Black Lives Matter, and Ashton was a very, very articulate speaker, but he was also a very polarizing speaker. Um, many people may have been upset about some of the comments he said, but as Sam said during the introduction, we believe in freedom of speech, freedom of expression. All ideas should be expressed in the public forum. So we appreciate. Ashton for being on the show and this week we wanted to balance it out with Black Lives Matter being more of a quote-unquote liberal um, organization we wanted to bring in a conservative voice into the show and so we brought in um, Chase Bradstreet and he is a communications coordinator for the Young Republicans is that correct Chase? Uh, yeah communications director that's essentially correct. All right yeah. uh, communication director and the uh, official name of your organization is? Pardon? I'm sorry, what is the official name of the organization? Oh, uh, the Houston Young Republicans, yeah. Houston Young Republicans. Mm -hmm. So, man, Chase, I want, I'll, before we even jump into this, hold on, let me put on my timer because I'm a little bit behind. Man, I want to appreciate Chase so much for coming out. Oh, um, yeah, man. Because Chase, if in case you guys can't see it, Chase is white and it's a room full of black people. And Chase, no, I'm for real, no, Chase, no, that's, that's Chase real, bro. came real. out here to have a conversation could, to go outside of his comfort zone, yeah. to have a conversation in which I believe we're going to learn a lot from him. I believe he's also going to learn from us. And I just think, man, this is the future of America. People stepping out of their comfort zones, having real-life conversations with real individuals, not arguments, not debates, not trying to trap people, not trying to just shame people, but having real-life, authentic conversations. Chase, man, we appreciate you so much for coming out to the show. Well, thank you very much. I I mean, I wouldn't say it's outside of my comfort zone. My dad taught at a Birmingham City School for about 20 years. So well, it uh, is. It's not like I'm uh, not like I'm not used to the circumstance. Okay, yeah. He's been around black people before. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's keep it real. All right. So, um, so Chase, let's go ahead. Um, there's a few questions that we have for you before we jump into the, the meat of this um, conversation. So you are. So how did you get involved with the Houston Young Republicans? What is your history with the organization? Uh, well, I mean, I've just been involved in various Republican things for a very long period of time, uh, military family in the South. So, you know, we're just natural Republicans. It's not going to – statistics would dictate that it's not going to turn out <laughs> any other way. Uh, and then when I moved out here from Alabama uh, to the great state of Texas, which the is a, state? a lot better run in my opinion. Okay, okay. Uh, and it just – it was a natural transition. 
It was all that work that Rick Perry did. I know he didn't do it on the presidential. <laughs> ah. you know, but. Well, I mean, he did have the, the best hair out of all of them. <laughs> he got jokes. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chase had the best impersonations of Bill Clinton and George Bush. We have to pause and okay. name him do that. <laughs> Chase, bro, take, take it away, bro. Take it away. My fellow Americans, how y'all doing today? <laughs> I don't normally come out of things like this. You know, uh, Hillary would be really livid if she knew I was all the way out here. But <laughs> someone had told me there was good intern material. I don't, I don't see any little, I don't see any chiquitas or bonitas anymore. But no, I'm so glad I came out. We're having a good time. We're having a good time. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Watch it, watch it. George Bush. <laughs> That's the last time I ever go hunting with Dick Cheney. <laughs> Come on now. Come on man, now. Like, now, George, George. Now, it's like I tell people, I say, my fellow Americans, my fellow Americans from the window to the wall to the wall. If we do not rectify this present crisis, we'll all be covered in all skate skate motherfucker. It doesn't matter who we are. Rich or poor, black or white, we'll all be like, all skates kick, goddamn. <laughs> That's perfection right there. Well, well thank you, Chase. That's good. Right there, man, man, Chase. We just had Bill Clinton and George Bush on the show. Give him, Come give on him now. them claps. <laughs> give him them claps. So, um, my biggest thing is I like learning information straight from the horse's mouth. I want to go to the source. I don't want to go, he said, she said. I want to go straight to the source. So, as a Republican growing up in a family full of Republicans, what exactly do Republicans believe? I want to hear from you. What do Republicans believe? Well, I mean, the Republican Party is a pretty broad ideological coalition uh, in, a, in, a lot of, in a lot of different ways than the Democratic Party is. Democratic Party, in a lot of ways, is an interest group coalition. Uh, of course, the Republican Party has interest groups in it, but um, I, mean, I mean that uh, – Generally, within the Democratic Party framework, you see you see a pretty wide acceptance of a large number of ideological tenets. Whereas the the Republican Party has to piece together a lot of people. You know, it pieces together uh, pieces together Southern social conservatives and Western kind of libertarian types and and uh, Northeastern Chamber of Commerce businessmen uh, all all together in one party. And you know, it's kind of hard to keep it unified sometimes because when you get down to it on any one issue, there's usually some sort of large disagreement. But there's there's generally a, a pretty broad consistent uh, pretty broad consensus on on certain national issues, um, such as just low. You know, pretty much the only thing you can get people to agree on is that uh, there should be less regulation of business, a lower cost of entry for for small market participants to get into business, and a uh, a, a generally a, a lesser hand. Uh, of the federal government in people's lives and a greater emphasis on uh, on what they would consider to be a uh, uh, what's in, in, in the law called a strict constructionist interpretation of the Constitution, but what would just be uh, better explained to, to people who don't have a legal, legal education as uh, just following what the Constitution says versus what a bunch of versus what a bunch of judges, uh, who don't represent anyone other than you know a bunch of Yale and Stanford and uh, Harvard uh, lawyers you know say it says, um, but uh, yeah as as to your as to your specific question, uh, just a broad thing broad amount of stuff like that you know I I was I was uh, I became a Republican because you know I studied uh, old timey you know natural law philosophy as a pretty pretty young guy and it just it stuck with me after that. Okay, so to sum it up, it's um, Republicans want a small regulation of federal government on, would you say, personal affairs and state matters? And business. And business? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, business is just an extension of a group of people acting upon their personal affairs to achieve a common purpose. So, yeah, yeah, uh, something like that. You know, you're, you're, you're going to have people who are, who are more willing to use the power of the government for their own ends than uh, – than others, but that's that's the, you know, out of all the disparate coalitions, and I only listed a couple of them that that we bring together. It's uh, that's the common theme. Yeah. yeah. So if if my brain is working correctly, would you say uh, Republicans focus in on um, small control by the federal government, more freedom to the people, and Democrats want to use the government to have more power in order to bring push more freedom. Interest, yeah, push their, push their interest and bring the quote-unquote social freedom to the people. 
Uh, that's a pretty good way to put it. Okay. Uh, I mean, it, it does harken back to, uh, you know, there's a philosopher and a, and a founder of the library system called John Dewey. Dewey uh, Decimal who, System? Who, yeah, who, uh, who came up with the idea of positive liberty versus negative liberty. And you'll find a lot of, a lot of uh, Republicans believing that government exists to protect, to protect pre-existing rights from, sort of, from abuses, whereas a lot of liberals think that, uh, that in your freedom to various things that you can't be, you can't be truly free unless uh, the government has relieved you of these certain burdens. And that's really the core philosophical difference between, the, between progressives and conservatives. Cool. So conservatives want hands off. Progressive wants hands on. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, pretty much. Cool. So my question, I mean, for the most part, I think it all depends on where you are in the social moral spectrum um, that you would either lean to one end or, or another. So but for the most part, it seems it seems reasonable. Why would people say Republicans are racist? Why would people say the Republican parties are racist? I don't see any racism in the ideology at all. Well, a lot of it has to do with the. A misconception about history, uh, the the South, you know, it didn't just wake up and turn Republican one day. You know, I, I'm from uh, I, I practiced law for two years in Lauderdale County, Alabama, okay, which is the last white Democratic county in the state, mm, wow. and uh, and it it just turned over. Uh, to majority Democrat or majority Republican recently, and they still have politicians who are uh, who are in the process of converting. But uh, you know, George Wallace is still secretly popular there amongst the really old people, uh, wow. and and at the same time they are they're in favor of traditional FDR New Deal liberalism, yeah. uh, and that that was the popular position in the South amongst uh, amongst white people for a very long period of time. You know, people people talk about LBJ. Uh, you know, LBJ's racial attitudes were were terrible. Uh, he he passed a lot of civil rights legislation in order to get the things that he wanted passed as kind of a sop to the black community. Uh, but you know, he he was from Texas and he was a he was a Texan good old boy. Uh, and and a lot of a lot of times when people talk about oh these these southern uh, these southern traditionalist people have these antiquated racial attitudes and they associate them with the Republican Party. Well, a lot of those a lot of those people were Democrats until very very recently when they felt that uh, a bunch of the college educated you know purple haired feminist types had driven them out of the Democratic Party. Uh, and and so I mean. There, there's a lot of there's a there's a ton of reasons. Uh, an, another one is that, uh, generally speaking, concerning the the at political attitudes of the majority of the black population, you know, they 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 started going over to the Democrats way back in the New Deal, uh, and so a, a ton of things that that some people some people in the black political community who argue in not the greatest good faith. Uh, will say they'll, they'll essentially say, well, black people are for this and white people are for that, uh, just on the averages. Not everyone, of course. And if you disagree with that, then that puts you on the racist side, even though it's just it's just a matter of preference and not a matter of you know uh, treating someone in a in a in a manner where your prejudice overrides the need to have an individual determination on the merits. And <laughs> well said. <laughs> real quick, I want to add. So it's also a question for Hafiz. I know you used to be his teacher and all. So, in, if correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it wasn't it back in the day the Republicans and Democrat parties they were actually reversed, as you know he was speaking. You know a lot of people were that are Democrat. You know back in the day are now Republicans, and I know you know that had a lot to do with the the race change and everything like that. And then also on top of that. I ain't gonna lie. I don't remember what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I guess Khalil would. And I, I'll answer it. Khalil was asking. He said, "Was there a shift?" Like most people know that Lincoln was a Republican. So there there was definitely a shift um, in in regards to the black al allegiance because the blacks were once um, committed to the Republican Party. But then, like like Chase said, when the New Deal happened, a lot of these social um, the, the Democratic Party started pushing this social agenda. A lot of the impoverished blacks would then lean towards that these social agendas, and then would transfer to the Democratic Party. If I'm not mistaken. Oh man, I, I I'm a lawyer, so I like to argue about particular <laughs> things. You know, I'll, I'll argue even with someone who agrees with me yeah. about about stuff for just like ages and ages. But uh, but uh, 
It really depends what you mean by social agenda. I mean, the the, prog- the old timey progressives with with a capital P had a had a pretty broad agenda, and actually the uh, the the founders of the modern progressive movement were also real big into eugenics. You know, Margaret Sanger, the pram- Planned Parenthood lady, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it advanced all this birth control stuff as specifically as a means to keep. Uh, to keep people with the wrong melanin color and and pe- white people who'd come from the wrong countries from from having too much of a say, uh, and you know Woodrow Wilson was big into that. Woodrow Wilson was, you know, all, pretty much all the New Deal all the New Deal stuff came from his administration. It's just that after World War One, they uh, they laid all those guys off, but uh, you know FDR came back and came back and got them back uh, from their academic postings, and you know Woodrow Wilson. Uh, Took the freshly desegregated White House staff and resegregated it, mm. uh, even though even though he's and and you know of course there, there's a there's a lot of issues with education, but you know people uh, people don't people really don't learn that fact about him. People don't learn a whole lot of negative history, and people don't really learn how how the the old school progressives were uh, were the the progenitors and the founders of all that all that FDR stuff. For example, the minimum wage uh, minimum wage got passed. Because uh, the white labor unions said that we can't compete with all of these uh, with all these Chinese and other immigrants, and we can't compete with black labor, and we we want to uh, we want to raise the wage so that we can protect white jobs, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, but you know, today the the positions on that have switched. You know, na- nowadays the Black Congressional Caucus supports the minimum wage, uh, and you know they support it for their own reasons. And, I, and I'm certain, you know, those are very intelligent people. Most of them are f- most of them are uh, former private practice attorneys, so I, I know that they know the history of it. But and there's a lot of reasons that go into why people believe the things they do. Mm. And real quick before we continue, first and foremost, you're you're smart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, dude, dropping the bars. And, he said about ten words. <laughs> <laughs> Got a Google search. Talk about natural science. <laughs> so, guys, this, <laughs> listeners, this is why it's so important that you that you don't get your information from Twitter, don't get your information from Instagram. Amen. That you actually Twitter's go to the library. A very poor form. <laughs> go to the library, read books, get educated, get informed. That is really, really important, and it's and it segues into the main um, topic, which is the importance of bringing America together. Um, in this politically divisive climate, um, one thing that we've noticed, I've noticed, is that nowadays there's just two camps. You're either left or you're right. And you're blindly left and you're blindly right. And nowadays we live in an America in which now, like um, I think um, Lincoln said, a house divided cannot stand. Like our house is divided. And we're starting to see that it's not being able to stand. So moving forward, that we as Americans, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, you know, all male, female, whatever spectrum you're on, you're on in that whole thing, we need to be united. We need to be together. So, um, Chase, we're going to start off with you. Um, what do you think is causing so much of this divide, this racially political divide in America? What do you, what do you think is at the source of this divide? Oh, well, I mean, I, I've... Y- y'all might be able to tell, but I've studied a lot of history over the ages. <laughs> Can we do? Uh, if only I knew the law as well as I knew a whole bunch of worthless trivia, you know, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd be in a much better position. Might be living over in West University Place or something stuff like that. Um, well, that's where the rich people live, yeah, by the way. Yeah. But uh, but I don't. So you know, I spent I spent the last couple of years defending uh, defending the indigent and the poor from a, an abusive legal system, which grinds them down and, and reduces them to poverty. And so I, you know. Not 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 one of those fancy schmancy corporate lawyers, uh, but but my my study of history, you know, tells me that usually when you know unity is a good thing, right? But sometimes you know you can't expect a group of people to get along. You know, you barely expect a group of five people to get along. You know, in the ancient Athens, you couldn't expect people to to agree on any one thing. Uh, and one of the things that are that. Uh, the people who wrote the Federalist Papers, uh, John Jay, Alexander Hamilton, and uh, and James Madison went on about was the fact that that in a in a republic where the people order their own affairs, uh, it's unreasonable to expect them to always see eye to eye on the same issue. But we just have to remember that like the things we agree on, the broad principles, are uh, are far outweigh the the tiny sliver of things that we're having a political debate at any one point in time you know no no one in america's in here saying we should we should bring back a king and he should p- 
pass power down to his firstborn son, which is a really stupid way of doing things. Uh, and and you know we're a lot of, a lot of times we're debating over a whole lot of small stuff, and you know of course there there are there are very pressing issues uh, with a lot of entrenched, uh, firmly entrenched beliefs and firmly entrenched interests that uh, that that generate a lot of controversy. But you know fu- fundamentally, you know if if you want to think about unity, you just have to we have to uh, get on a theme that that about ninety percent. Even you know Republicans and Democrats on ninety percent of all the possible political issues out there that are you know handled differently somewhere in the other part of the world. Like we still want to do them the same way, you know, because we're all we're all Americans. Uh, America, America, America is the best country in the world, even if it is vastly imperfect. But you know you're never going to have a you're never going to have a perfect collection of people. And if you think that you are going to have that, well then you're you're either going to be sorely mistaken or you're going to be trying to. Keep uh, keep the contradictory information out of your head for so long that you wind up not having a, a belief about the world that's based in reality. Mm. Mm. There so, it is. I mean, to really, to really, really, really simplify everything <laughs> that you just said, can I say that pretty much what you said is that we're never going to be in consensus. We're never all going to agree on something. Uh, yeah, and and it's okay but, not but, to agree. But, but that, that's about. It's okay not to agree, yeah. you know, and like uh, different, different, you know, like so you can't expect Southerners to get on board with a bunch of California nudists, you know, getting around doing anything because, you know, like I, I'm a Southerner and when I see someone running without a shirt on, I think, put a shirt on, hippie. Like, you think, <laughs> like the rules apply to you too, sir. Do you think you're above them? Uh, and, uh, but, you know, like f- fundamentally, fundamentally, the best way to heal racial divides is uh, increase intermarriage. Or everybody fighting World War Three together, and we don't want yeah, World War Three, yeah. right? That's yeah. that'd be pretty terrible. It'd be yeah. terrible for us. Be terrible for China. I ain't doing that, Chris. Yeah. You, uh, you feel me, Chris, bro? <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. So, don't, yeah, we, don't call my phone. <laughs> we, we don't need the draft to come back. None of that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely don't need that. Hey, yeah. nah, don't make not it out you. There. Not y'all. What's up, Eugene? You in the building, Cuz? I see you. Got them boots on, though. Take Eugene, them off. Eugene's about to go to the military, bro. Yeah. But now, nah, um. No, I think what you made, I think you made such a great point. And like I said, a lot of my history is shaky because it's been a, a, a while since I've used it. But in America's original creation, it was independent states that collectively at times would fun, fun, function corporately. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of freedom. Um, it was a Jefferson, Jefferson's democracy, the, the Southern Democrats, where it's like this idea where um, it's only about you, your land, your farm, and the government doesn't intervene. If I'm not mistaken, somebody. Uh, yeah, yeah well, Jefferson or was that? Well, <laughs> Je- Jefferson. Jefferson was a proponent yeah. of a, of a very localistic yeah. type of thing you know yeah. he, he wanted most government to be handled on the local level yeah. but a lot of that was uh you know a lot of people don't realize that that all the different colonies were settled by different groups of people who yeah. came over from different sections of the of the british empire and yeah. and uh, or not only the british empire they're also large people who Im- imported here uh under duress uh, however, you know, like they didn't get along on anything, you know, yeah. like like they were from different sides of, of uh, two civil wars. They yeah. were a lot of them were uh, it's a very uh, Puritan versus Anglican type thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so like there there was a lot of enmity between the various colonies. Yeah. And a lot of people thought that the best the best way to do things was to devolve power very, very closely to them because they said, oh, you know, we're never going to get along. We might as well not try to not try to enforce anything on a national level or else that might lead to a civil war. But then it did lead to a civil war. Mm-hmm. And now that we, we, you know, we we ended slavery, we destroyed the power of the 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 southern planter aristocrats to uh, to to exert, you know, intergenerational kind of hierarchical uh power on a national level and that was probably a good thing but now now I'm, i've strayed off from the topic and talking about history so no yeah. no that's good because i think it's so important to see um that like you sh- like you said there's never been a time where this kumbaya idea of america existed there was always um people disagreeing with one another there was always anger animosity and the biggest thing was it it's it was okay to disagree you know there was this general consensus where you did not have to be this mindless drone and I think some of the problem today is that we don't give people enough space to be able to be individuals and to believe what they want. But we're obsessed with everyone kind of having this collective um, pseudo-American value that's dictated whether it's a left saying it's this 
um, pseudo tolerance or it's these alt, I mean, alt right or these extreme right people saying that, you know, it's like this false idea of America being this utopian society. So I think. But I think, I think even if that's like an idealist point of view where it's just like, oh, kumbaya, whatever it is, man, like, man, what's wrong with wanting that? What's wrong with wanting, with wanting unity with your neighbor, even in your differences, like in the. In a place like this where I can have my point of view, like I'm I'm an immigrant. I've got, like, my views are probably very different from a, a lot of people I'm next door to. Like, what's wrong with me wanting, what's wrong with me wanting unity with my neighbor? What's wrong with me kind of hoping and wishing for that kind of thing? Because, I mean, we, we have to live together, you know, especially in a city like Houston with so many different types of people, so many different types of backgrounds. Like, we should pursue that type of thing. I agree with Sam, and also I think you can always appreciate a difference of opinion because, I mean, if, if we all thought as one mind, I mean, we would never get anything. We would never invent anything. Everything would be the same. You know, we would never get anywhere in this world. And, you know, piggyback on like Hafiz is saying, like, you know, I to, to understand another person's point of view is, you know, a, a greater form of wisdom that we can all come to together. Yeah, no, that's good. And I, and I think to answer um, Sam, your question, I think what for me is like, yes, let's be united, but united is not assimilation. Mm-hmm. And I believe people will argue that, oh, the Republicans are trying to assimilate us, but it's both parties. Like the Democrats want everybody to be these leftist liberals who have whatever. Okay values. with everything. Huh? Kinda. Okay yeah. with everything. And so they want everybody to assimilate into their worldview. And my thing is there has to be freedom and diversity to be able to say no, I don't agree with that, and it has to be okay. I mean, what do you what do you think about that? About just the fact. I mean, I think I think both sides have some merit to it. Like, you know, I think coming from my point of view, I don't think I lean towards. Man, I, well, I'm not even gonna go down there, <laughs> but I think whenever I look at the Democratic Party, liberals, and things like that, um, Chase said earlier today that they're kind of a collection of interest groups. Um, like, oh, I'm an immigrant. I want these things to happen. Oh, I'm gay. I want these things to happen. Oh, I'm a nudist. I want <laughs> I want this to happen. And they all come together with that huge banner over the, Dem- over the Democrats and liberals saying, like, we accept you. Come as you are. We'll make it happen. We'll push for you. And then the conservatives, they believe what they believe. And people usually see that as ostracizing another group of people. And I'm just, I mean... I don't know. I feel like, man, where's the medium? Because I see married on both sides. Because, I mean, I'm pretty, I mean, you've, you've heard me speak about some of my views before, man. Yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty staunch on a lot of them. Like, uh, immigration for one. Like, I'm very pro-immigration. Um, and, I mean, as a liberal, you know, like, if I was a liberal, I mean, technically I'd have to be open to people who are against it as well, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm just... I'm just kind of trying to figure out, like, man, what's a good middle ground? Where can we all meet um, where we have freedom to express our views mm-hmm. and then also freedom to be open to other people's as well? That's kind of my question. I think that's where unity really comes from. Yeah. And that's that's pretty tough. That's pretty tough. Yeah. So in close, we got about five more minutes. And I see, I see you know, um, I guess um, I see your phone blowing up. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, speed it up a little bit. So let's go ahead. Let's go down the table. Um, on Sam's point, what are some tangible ways that we as a man, how can we unite ourselves? How can we bring um, unity in our diversity? What are some tangible things we can do as Americans to t- to not just be more divisive, to not just ostracize people who are different from us. What are some things that we can do to bring our nation together? And let's go ahead and talk about that. Who wants to jump in first? I think, you know, back to what we always say, you have to communicate with an open mind and open heart. You can't just, <clears throat> can't just, you know, speak your opinion without being willing to hear someone else's opinion or to be able to take backlash if someone doesn't disagree with you. You have to be able to understand the other side of each argument that you know that's presented to you. You know, if you just, you know, want to view you, yourself in one way and straightforward all the time, I mean, you, and you think you're never wrong, then how can you ever go any further in life? That's good. So let's go ahead. I'm, I'm, so Khalil is saying to be open to listen to people who are different from you and to be able to accept what they have to say. 
Okay, that's that's a good one. Anybody else? Yeah, I think one <laughs> that's been huge for me, bro, because uh, man, if you, a lot of us we're, man, we're stuck in a place where we only listen to kind of the stuff that's available to people like us. Like I'm a black man, I listen to rap music, and I do a whole bunch of other black things. So whatever, whatever that might be, I hoop, and you know those people tell me different things and it kind of goes towards one certain agenda. It kind of goes a lot towards liberalism. And I think kind of what I've been doing recently, especially since the presidential election and things like that, which I was surprised by, by the way, um, when Donald Trump won, because I only, I used to only look at things through one lens. I was watching only CNN. I was only listening to these certain, this certain group of people speak. I think what we need to do is kind of rub away the dirt from our eyes and, man see clearly and how we do that is by uh just being open to different points of view and just listening so i think we gotta we gotta open ourselves up to what the other side has to say and kind of take that in and then make our own inferences not from a not from being blind and uh just not knowing what there is but man gosh dang it bro go go watch fox news you know go (laughs) Go listen to Rebel Media. No, go. I wouldn't even recommend watching Fox News. Man, I, I think I think you need to I think you need to know what the other side is so you can make a really really accurate decision or the or decision is kind of weighing all the different sides. I mean, gosh, listen to NPR if you got to, bro. I don't, I don't care what you do. Talk to people. I think dialogue is important too, but I think you just got to be open to all sides of the debate. Just look at all of them and see where you stand. Chase, something you want to say? Well, you know, I mean, there's ideas and then there's ideals. Okay. And our ideal should always be that you should give everyone the, you should give them a presumption of respect. You know, and a legal presumption works like this. You know, it, it's assumed to be a fact until there's sufficient evidence otherwise, right? Uh, and that that's that's what you should strive to do in your daily life. And you know, and I, uh, you know, us Southerners are pretty Christian people, and you know, the the, the church teaches that. If enough people do something in their daily lives, then that'll catch on, right? And if people treat each other the treat each other the way they should be treated in their daily lives, then that'll catch on. Uh, so that's the ideal that we should all strive for. Now, as far as ideas, you know, like, man, there's been a lot of things put up there, a lot of balloons floated, and uh, and some of them have worked out, and some of them haven't worked out so great. Uh, like I said, the uh, you know just from my study of history, the 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 best way to bring two groups of people closer together is definitely intermarriage. So you know I I don't want to be so crass as to tell y'all, uh, hey you guys, let's let's uh, let's do, let's uh, you know let's find some of these cute looking ladies on the other side and uh, trying to and, find me a Latina. <laughs> so, so real quick, Chase, Chase, would you date a black girl? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I mean, I, I, uh, let's go. I'm not surprised. At I all. mean, I love my beautiful he, girlfriend, he said, but uh, but I am an equal opportunity employer. Ooh, you know? <laughs> if a if a if a beautiful yeah, lady wants if a beautiful lady wants to run her hands through my beautiful hair, or run her hands through my beautiful hair, then I well, will not stop her. What about you? What about you, second Chris? Chris number two. Wait, wait what, what about me? By what? Man, Bilo. Uh, two about, questions. First, how would you? No, say to the point. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what y'all talking about right now. About um, how can, what are tangible things we can do to unite America in this politically divisive climate? Man, y'all, y'all said everything that needed to be said. Bro, be honest with y'all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why y'all set me up for that. Why we set you up for that? I have I, look, y'all said everything that needed to be said. I have, I have nothing to say or to add on. Man, let me tell y'all something about Chris, man. Chris Bilo, I think he's a great example of kind of the attitude we should show towards our neighbors, man. Chris. It's probably one of the most friendly and loving people to everyone that he meets. What? Yeah, he really is. He really is. And I think that's the kind of attitude that we should have. Chris doesn't come towards anybody with any sort of prejudice. He's open. He's honest. And, man, he's willing to bridge that gap, go past his comfort zone. And I think that's something we can adopt. Mm. Don't you agree, Christopher, number two? Man, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. You got to give people a chance. Uh I mean, that's how I was raised, just being in Houston, all kind of different cultures, all kind of different people. I mean, yeah. I mean, you live with them, but I ain't got time to hate. And my, my mind is, like, you you got one life, and I want to enjoy it, and I do not want to spend time hating a specific race, a specific people group. Life is too short. 
You might as well enjoy it with any and everybody. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. I don't care about no party, yada, yada, yada. Daggum it. Live life. Focus on fullest. those ideals like my man Chase said. Those ideals. Mm. That's the ideas. So here's, so here's the moral of the story. The moral of the story is that though we're different, we still need to be united. Though we disagree, we still agree on a lot. And as Americans, we must cross the bridge. We must cross over the fence and have conversations with those who are different from us. We can't demonize people who are different, whether that's white, whether that's black. We can't ostracize people that are different. The freedom of ideas need to be expressed and we need to work together. We need to have conversations. We can't just say, oh, he's a Republican. I can't associate with him. Oh, she's a Democrat. I can't associate with her. We need to be able to cross that bridge and build bridges to unite our nation unless we want to be a divided nation. Um, Chase, we really appreciate you a lot. Um, we're going to go ahead and jump into a quick commercial break and we're going to jump into our third and last segment, the debate of the week. We are the roommates and this is the Conduit Podcast Network. Yeah. Okay, we are back. We are back. And we are about to go ahead and jump into our third and final segment, which is known as the debate of the week, debate of the week. So we didn't have it last week. I know a lot of people were hurting about it. Um, I'm sorry. We had a little time constraint that we had to handle. But this week we are back at it. So there's been some situations in the house where uh, where an unnamed roommate was watching cartoons. You know, he's watching Disney movies. He may or may not have been singing along to these Disney movies. And some some of the other roommates were hating on him and talking about how he was immature for watching these cartoons. So the debate of the week today is, is there ever an age limit to um, to a man being able to watch cartoons. Is there ever an age limit to a man being able to watch cartoons? Khalil says he wants to hop on this first, so I'm going to pass him the mic, and we're going to get started. I want you to know there's a difference between cartoons and anime. <laughs> <laughs> Off the bat. Which was one childish? Now, that's a debate, Dag. That's a real debate right there. Hey, man. No, I, okay, Sam, when would you start watching SpongeBob? Off the back. Don't lie about it. Dang, bro. <laughs> Dang, bro. Don't lie when about it. When did I start it? watching Spongebob? Stop. Stop. When did I stop watching Spongebob? Well, my situation is a little bit unique. Wow. Did you really? I've got nephews. I'm a great uncle. Wow. So, you see, sometimes I got to love on my nephews, and I got to sit there and watch Spongebob and other cartoons with them. You see how I you know, that excuse? I'm telling you, bro. I know them all. I know them all. If you I enjoyed watch- it, just say you enjoyed it. Don't hey, got, you ain't got to lie I about it. I enjoy spending good time with my nephews and my little brother. Wow. And Spongebob... Happens to be hilarious as well. All right, you know I ain't gonna. You know I let you. I let you skate. I got a little brother. I yeah. let you skate on that one. Yeah, I'm, ain't nothing I'm, wrong with Courage Calorie Dog though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Tsunami bringing Samurai Jack back too. You know you remember that. Look, <laughs> what? So I think what me and Khalil are saying is there is no age limit to watch cartoons. At Just all. because it's animated doesn't mean it's off limits. Okay, Chris, if you want to sing along to Frozen, go I ahead, won't judge you. Go ahead and watch it. If it's for the kids, or even if it's to. for you. They make adult cartoons too. <laughs> make some very adult cartoons in Japan. <laughs> yeah, we gotta define what we gotta define what. I, I mean, I watch cartoons. Bob's Burgers, Family Guy. That's like, that was like, a cartoon. Uh, what about Disney cartoons? No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, everybody knows. that's just me. I'm not doing that. You go watch cars. Cars? Disney, cars. Like cars? Yes, cars. I'll perp me. Somebody's gonna have to force me to watch that. Man, it's gonna be a girl. Be honest with you. If I'm sitting in my room by myself, I'm not turning cars on. I ain't gonna lie at all. It's probably only a couple movies that would turn on, and that's probably be like Mulan. That's probably my favorite. That was my favorite movie growing up. Mulan. Yeah, bro. That's That's my favorite movie. That's not the best Disney movie. Well, that's a really good one. That's that's my favorite movie. Can you sing the Mulan song, the most famous? Let's get down to business. That's enough. Uh, Are you getting paid? I don't want no backup. We're done. We're done. So, Chase, what do you think? Is there is there an age limit to a man being able to watch cartoons? Of course not. This is America. Oh, America. America. Uh, you know, like it is murder. Some cartoons are pretty childish and weird, but you Amen. know, I won't begrudge anyone their their uh, their particular tastes. Uh, a lot of them are pretty hilarious. I think uh, what my problem is Lord. is like, like I said, I don't think it's an age limit. You can do what you want, just like Chase says. It's America. America. It's like man, America. it's just it's a little different to me. You know, you wake up in the middle of the night and you hear a grown man singing. 
to a childish song, <laughs> smiling, enjoying himself, <laughs> by himself. Shots fired. <laughs> uh, why is shots fired? We, I ain't say no name. I ain't say we anything. did wake up to a grown man singing in our own home. And I'm just Ooh. like, and I just found it, it was different. It was off to me. <laughs> so I just sat there and just like, man, did I, am I really, I had to process this. Am I really witnessing this right now? Is this man really singing word for word, cry, like giggling, laughing? <laughs> By himself, <laughs> but like was, I, I, I have caught one of my roommates doing some crazy things. I think I'm the only one that really catch him. Was he, like, was he I'm, singing the Princess Jazz, Princess Jasmine probably, parts? Probably was worse than that. To be honest, he with was you. singing uh, the Hunchback. Oh, Notre Dame. Wow. I mean, I, you took it back. It was, it was yeah. He took it back <laughs> to one nobody watches. You know, well. hey, I just said it's probably creepy. Like I don't think it's Asian. I ain't gonna lie. If y'all want to whip out with a Kuna Matata one time, I'm right there with y'all. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, see, I'm not doing that. You ain't gonna Akuna do Matata, that. Kuna Matata, man, that's 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 legendary. What a, what a wonderful phrase. <laughs> y'all see what I gotta deal with, ladies and gentlemen? We're grown. They want to see Kuna Matata. Nah, bump y'all. I, I just want to say something. I feel like I've been saying it a lot, but Bila was deprived of his childhood. <laughs> I don't think so. Yes, I had he, a great childhood. Yes, he was. I had, man, my parents was amazing. Mom and dad, y'all gave me everything that I needed. Chris, you didn't watch Power Rangers. Chris, that that doesn't mean anything. It that wasn't a cartoon. Anything. Chris only watched Dragon Ball Z. That's not true. Oh, That's not true. I progressed. Did you watch Arthur? What? Chris probably watched Boomerang. I can't remember I watched Arthur. Oh, Boomerang. Listen, 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 listen. You listen. didn't watch Arthur? I said I can't no remember. Quest. Listen, I no said Johnny I can't remember. Quest? I definitely watched Johnny Quest. Oh, the ones that I really remember is the ones I actually like the most. No so cat like, dog. No rock. I watched cat dog. Rugrats. I got it. I mean, Chris. The Proud Family. Chase, what I, you I like, went man? up from like Chris. Did oh. you watch Static Shock? That's all I want to know right now. Static Shock. You heard what I said. <laughs> no, I did not watch Static wow. Shock. Wow, man. Let's have Chase talk about what you like, man. Chase, what, what did you watch back in well, the day? Well, back in the day, Lord, I grew up with uh, with Nickelodeon, so I watched The Rocco's Modern Life. Thank and all, you. All, all real monsters. Ooh, I did watch wow. some cat dog. Uh, but by by the time SpongeBob came around, I was already you know aged out of aged out of cartoons for a while. Uh, but uh, I progressed quickly. I, you I know the, the uh, best one recently I think is this show called Rick and Morty. It's Never like, heard of oh, that. Rick and it, Morty. It's like Never it's like that. if uh, Doc Brown from uh, Back to the Future was an alcoholic drug abuser. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, oh, I can't get that because I don't watch. Yeah. Is that on Adult Swim? Adult cartoons, bro. You like those? Definitely an Adult Swim. Y'all want to know my favorite cartoon currently, bro? Regular show. What? Uh, That's a show. I have no idea. Regular what show's about. hilarious, man. Put it like this, man. I went from Nickelodeon down went to Disney. I went to local channels, and that was it. I would. I never went back. What do you mean local channels? More I mean like my twenty yeah. thirty nine, like Fox, like all those what stuff. Like it's like two and a half men. Two and a half men was that show. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Y'all, have you watched Two and a Half Men? So, so Chris, so if we're saying there's no age limit to watching cartoons, what's wrong with singing the songs? I never said it was. Listen, all I said was that it was kind of different and creepy. I did not expect (laughs) to wake up at two to three in the morning to a grown man giggling and laughing by himself (laughs) to a childish song. That's the only thing that I said was questionable. Okay. I was just like, like, what, what makes you want to do that? Pause. Did you say two or three in the morning? This is at two or three in the morning. This is not no six p.m., seven p.m. This is late at night by himself. This is what he was doing. Chase, by were you watching cartoons at two or three in the morning? No, giggling. grown man. Chase. We're talking about twenty and above. I mean, maybe back when I was well, eighteen or something. I'm, I'm sorry. I hate to say this, America. A miracle, but uh, I'm gonna have to agree with B Low for the two or three in the morning. No, 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 Comfortable in who he is, expressing beautiful Disney music, three o'clock in the morning. Why not? It's America. You do what you want. I just I just said it was weird. I didn't say you can't do it. I just Eugene, said it was weird. Eugene is disappointed in you right now. Who disappointed in who? Eugene. Hey, listen, 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 listen. I'm gonna go ahead and come out the closet. It was me. Oh. I was the one watching it. I was watching a Disney movie and singing. This and is not, I was this singing. This is not a one-time occasion, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a one-time occasion. I have caught. 
this man doing a lot of weird things and he had looked and act like he was embarrassed and laughed it off. So it's like it's not it ain't normal, is what I'm saying, Dagger. Uh look, Hafiz, I'ma just say this, bro. Do what you please. That was weird, not gonna lie to you, bro. But do what you please. Khalil, do what you please. Chase, do what you please. Bilo, do what you please. Everybody in the whole wide world, do what you please as far as cartoons. Watch what you want. But don't watch anime. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! What's wrong with anime? I, I never got into anime. Stay away from anime. All the most like things are weird. Ever it seems you know like I I got the got that Netflix right, and it seems that every other like show is just like okay, well this is a submarine set in space, and what's it filled with? Japanese schoolgirls, and they're all going like oh, take a minute, take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that man funny, bro. He funny, bro. <laughs> and you're like, what? Like, wh- and why is this submarine filled with schoolgirls? Is there is it an educational? submarine <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense Look. but then inevitably, inevitably it'll hook up to another submarine to form a bigger submarine that'll somehow look like a swimming guy and you're just like well i mean are these all these smaller sub submarines also filled with schoolgirls? and you know yes yes they are i don't i don't i don't, I don't get their educational system <laughs> hey man they like they women that's all I <laughs> but <laughs> Let me tell you something. There's numerous times they didn't caught me on the couch watching Naruto. I ain't ashamed of it. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I'm down with Naruto. I'm down with all the Japanese anime um, as well. But we got to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, Chase, man, we appreciate you coming out. Um, yes, we do. Well, thank you for having me. Man, you were super dope. We hope, Hopefully, we can bring you back on the show. Um, you are officially a roommate. We Chase, appreciate can you. you. Well, when you sign you. out, can you sign out as someone else? Can you sign out as George or Bernie or just man, give us something special? Oh, I can do a Bernie. I can do a Bernie. Awesome. It's been a long time since I was on a radio station before, and that was that was before the banks got to me. I swear. <laughs> I swear it was. They've been following me around. They're building new banks all the time. I said, I, people keep on saying, well, there's, it's just another bank. I said, yeah, that's right. It's another bank. <laughs> <laughs> that man too good. That man need to get paid. Uh, all right. He needs to get paid. <laughs> so as I said at the beginning of the show, this is Hafiz. This is Sam. And this is your boy Chris to start the show. The real Chris, the only Chris, you don't matter. And it's your boy Khalil. Uh, and Chase Pressure, y'all have a good one. And we are the roommates, and we are on the Conwood Podcast Network, and this has been the best hour of your week. So we want to say thank you to all of our fans. We appreciate all your comments and messages. Please, please follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Facebook, Twitter, Tell and everybody. Instagram. Shout out to E and Real Chris for coming on the show. Tell everybody. You can search us under the Roommates Podcast. And hey, if you like tell what everybody. you heard today, we need you to tell your friends about us. Share the podcast on your social media. Be our ambassadors. Let people know where they can experience their best hour of the week. We are the Roommates. We will see you guys next week. And we'll be back and better than ever.